This is Donnie Tuttle, the Sell Anywhere trainer, coach, and practitioner. Welcome to the only podcast designed for the remote sales professional and the remote leader, helping you live with more joy, more freedom, and more productivity. We believe that your talent is not limited to your zip code and that you can build the life that you want while selling from anywhere. What is up, you Sell Anywhere listeners and viewers, those of you who've chosen to believe that your talent is not limited to your zip code, that we can do this thing anywhere, and if we can do it anywhere, we can do it everywhere. I have someone super cool for you to meet right now. I want you to go ahead and uh, just find him on LinkedIn, find him online. His name is Alex Goldfain. And that's gold, F-A-Y-N, Alex Goldfain. He believes that we can become better by creating a predictable process and doing a few things for just five minutes a day. So welcome, Alex. Before we get into what you do and all those things, man, this is a Sell Anywhere podcast. I've got to ask, where are you at, brother? (laughs) Like most people who... Uh, are not listeners of your show, Donnie. I'm at my desk. Uh, <laughs> that's where most of us are these days, uh, unfortunately. What part uh, of the world are you in, Alex? I'm in, uh, I'm in the Chicago area, uh, in the suburbs of Chicago called Lake Forest, um, about uh, 30 miles north of the city. Love it. And is this a home office or is this the, uh, this is a, the, the typical place we... Home, home office. Last time I worked out of an office office, also my company, uh, was probably 2001 was the Woo! last time I worked out of an office. I've actually never had a job. I've never worked for anybody. I've always been in business for myself. Oh, wow. That is, uh, a, so for some of us, that's an aspiration. And you've been able to live in this space. And so I am going to put you in a little bit of a time machine at some point, Alex, sure. because uh, maybe unlearn some of the things that have just become such a habit for you. And a lot of us, I'm just going to jump right into it, author of Five Minute Selling. And I know you're big on, Alex, predictability. Yep. Can you tell us why that is important for selling? Sure. Uh, so Five Minute Selling is all about having uh, uh, predictable sales growth, as you just said, uh, in five proactive minutes a day. So uh, predictability is critical because uh, I think for our uh, audience who, who moves around a lot uh, and, and who doesn't work from one place, uh, that's uh, somewhat unpredictable, you know? And, and I, think, I think, you know, people seek that and I think people want that and we want to move around. Um, but uh, it's hard, it's really, really hard to sell reliably that way, you know? Uh, meaning, uh, if the work is to sell, and so I run a consulting practice, right? I help my clients grow their businesses and their sales with the things that uh, we're talking about today, uh, which are in the book. And I just want to lift this up for a second because these arrived last night. Woohoo! Uh, and, Look at that. And so for the first time, I got to see the book. And uh, it's always a special moment, you know, when, when you get the book and uh, you, uh, you, you see it in book form because uh, up until then, 
you know, here's actually one of the things we're talking about right now. You can kind of see see what it says there. Ooh, uh, ooh. take us to that evil space, uh, Alex. Uh, Talk to me about reactive selling. Yeah, That's like, terrible I know. Reactive selling. So look, when we're running around, when we're flying around from place to place, uh, and, and maybe some of you are, are, you know, remote now with what's happening pandemic wise, uh, we're reactive. And most salespeople, wherever they work from, Donnie, they're reactive. Uh, meaning we answer the phone, we take the orders that come in, we solve the problems that come to us because only people with issues or urgencies are calling. The ones who are good, they're not calling because they're good. They don't need to take their time to pick up the phone. So we tend to spend our days with people who have a problem to solve or they're unhappy or upset about something, right? Or they have an urgency. And we react to it. And we react our way through the day. And uh, most salespeople are reactive uh, mm. in their uh, work. And uh, I'll, I'll even give you a percentage. I think it's like 90 to 95% of salespeople work reactively. And I think if you can become good at reaching out to your customers and prospects when nothing is wrong, Woo. when, when, when you know, there's no problem to solve, and because just as people call us salespeople when something's wrong, we tend to only go out to them when there is a problem, you know, I can't get it to you in time. I'm gonna be late. Uh, I don't have the product that you ordered. Uh, I screwed it up, right? Uh, so, if we can get good at reaching out to our customers and prospects when nothing is wrong and saying, Donnie, it's Alex. How you doing, man? I've been thinking about you. How's the family? How are the kids? What are they doing for school? How was the summer? And you connect like a human. Because everybody's dealing with the same thing right now. And then you pivot and say, Donnie, what's going on with work? What are you doing these days that I can help you with? Just like that. If we can get good at that and elevate ourselves into that 5 to 10% of salespeople, right, who aren't reactive, we're going to put so much distance between us and the competition that they will never be able to catch up. Alex, 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 this is why we're talking, my man. So you're going to, like... I didn't hear you asking closing questions. I didn't hear you pitching products. I didn't hear you, what in the world, how is this sales and selling? Like, I know, but man, deliver the goods because so many of us, we're only pulled by the hair trigger of when someone's responding to a, a need for a decision. But you're, you're, you're getting into the fabric of someone's world. How does that change things when we're able to do that? What have you witnessed? Well, I think that all people want, customers and prospects, and frankly, even salespeople, all people want is to know that you care, right? So if you're thinking about your customers and prospects, all they want to know is that you're going to be there for them. You're going to be present for them. And you're not going to screw them up because they're surrounded by people who don't show up and who screw them up. Mm. And, you know, we think that they're sitting by the phone and it's ringing off the hook. Only half of that is true. They're sitting by the phone, but nobody's calling. Nobody's being present. So if we can get good at using this to connect with people, again, you're going to be one of the only ones in your entire industry that's good at using the phone Bring it. to show up and tell people that you care. It's interesting. I'm not suggesting that we need to care more, right? I think salespeople and business owners and leaders I think we care more than enough. What I am suggesting is we need to communicate that care a little bit more. 
because if we care in silence, nobody knows, right? Customer doesn't know you give a damn if you're not there. You know, right? But how does the customer know? It's like a tree falling in the forest. They don't know. So I'm saying, <laughs> let's be present for five minutes a day and communicate to our customers that we care about them and that we want to help them. Now, there's some very specific techniques in the book, right? So right now we're talking big picture. And it yeah, give us a sound, couple, man. Give us a couple. It, it might sound kind of fuzzy, but there's some really specific techniques you can use in these conversations that and you're And to having. be clear, these are people who are already, they're buyers of your product or your service or whatever you're doing. And this is after, we're talking about relationship after the place of where, where the sale is created. Is that what we're- They're well, not necessarily. So some of them are what you just said. Some of them haven't bought yet, but you know each other. Okay. And some of them are prospects or, or leads who simply know your name or your company's name and you know their name. So what they are not, Donnie, is cold calls, right? I don't want you to call people you don't know. That's not what this work is. I, I acknowledge that some people have to cold call. I understand. But this is not that. And if you want to talk about cold calls later, um, my position now is there are no cold calls now because we have so much in common now. We're all dealing with so many of the same things that all you have to do is talk about them and your call is not cold anymore, right? We have no cold calls. You're right. starting, if it's zero to 100, Nobody's starting at zero anymore. We're all starting at 50. Because right? we, yeah. have, we have the whole pandemic in common. Give us, give us some ways, though. When, like, so get into some of the some tactical, hand-to-hand yeah. -hand combat stuff of ways that we can do what you were just now talking about. Sure. So uh, one is picking up the phone and calling uh, or, or at least texting to set up proactive phone calls with customers and prospects. That's one. Once you're talking with them, there are specific techniques. One of them is called the did you know question. Very complicated stuff. Did you know that I can also help you with this product or service or that product or service? So, Danny, not to put you on the spot, but give me one thing, if I'm a prospect of yours, that you can do for me. Give me, did you know I can help you with what? Sure. I mean, did you know that I don't just help people one-on-one, -on -one, but I do things for people's teams as well so I can Good. create a sales experience for your team? Sure. A sales experience for your team. Good. Mm -hmm. Can you give me another one? What else can you help me with? Um, I can, I'm, I'm pretty narrow with what I do. I can, I can either help your sales team sell better. I can help uh -huh. you to connect your productivity to purpose or I can, Good. or I can provide a team experience. I'm, I'm Good. So that's three things, right? And each of those things took you three seconds to tell me. Mm -hmm. so, so that's how long a did you know question takes. We can do a lot of those in five minutes. A reverse did you know question is you ask the customer to tell you what they need. So what else do you need that I can help you with? Or what other services are you buying elsewhere that I can help you with? Or what are you buying? What are you doing with my competition that I can help you with? I'd like to help you with those things. And so you get the customer to name products to you. Nobody will ever tell you no, I don't want you to make my life easier today. Nobody will ever say that. So people always want to be helped. And that's all we're doing. I don't even call it selling. We're just helping people. If you want to make more money, if you want to sell more, just help some more people some more. That's the work. Ring the bell on that one. I love that. Uh, I love that phrase. Tell me if you agree with this. I, there is... Um, there is a place I believe that, um, that can happen after the sale or after any, it doesn't matter. I, I think the sale is actually comprised of many smaller sales and those are relational boundaries and different things that we cross. But 
I, I, have, I've said this and I'm just throwing it out there to an expert like yourself, right? That if, if you do what's expected, people will trust you. They may do business with you, but if you do what's expected, people will trust you. If you do what is unexpected, they will love you. And in being able to, to cross the boundary of just being a provider to being someone who, who knits themselves into the fabric of what, where you're coming from, which is, Hey, I care. I can deliver in these other areas. How can I serve you? I don't know. What do you, what do you, what do you say about that? Am I, am I hitting on gold or am I, am I off a little? I think that when you're present, uh, proactively, systematically, predictably present, I think that's exactly unexpected, actually, because customers are surrounded by salespeople and vendors who only reach out to them when something's wrong or when they need something. And I'm suggesting we reach out when nothing is wrong. Yes. I don't have any urgent issue. So uh, phone calls, texts, we've got the did you know call. Yeah. Um, Alex, do you believe in like in gifts? Um, do you also believe in gifts, like gift texts? Do you um, like, are there other, other ways to kind of keep people's mind? I don't want to say on you, but it's just, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's serving them in other ways. Are there like, what other ways outside of the phone and, and text? Yeah, sure. So, uh, so, so we have uh, the telephone, uh, the proactive telephone call, and you can call lots of different kinds of people. You know, you can call uh, customers you haven't talked to in six months or more, but you can also call customers who used to buy from you but stopped. And you can also call prospects who you've never talked to, but you know of each other. But you can also call prospects you did talk to who um, didn't end up buying from you. They got close. They didn't end up buying from you. And you can reach back out to them. So in the book, there is a proactive call planner that has eight different categories of people that you can call. And I just got the book, so I don't know exactly where it is. Here it is. Um, I have to find it. So there's a proactive call planner there. And you can see on, the, on this side of the page here, there's eight different kinds of people that you can write down. Now, on this, pay, on this planner, there's only two planners and two trackers. This planner here is the follow-up planner. And on the follow-up planner, there are three different kinds of people you can follow up with. There are customers who are pre-quote or proposal. So you haven't gotten to the proposal yet, but uh, we can reach out to them and move that along. There are proposal or quote follow-ups. You've already sent it. Now let's check in on them and say, hey man, I was thinking about you. Where are you at in that quote we discussed? And then there are current customers already buying from you who can buy more. Follow up with them. And so they're post-purchase follow-ups. So we have three different kinds of people there. And, you know, I put these two planners here because I think we don't make calls very much proactively because we don't know who to call, right? Very complicated stuff. Your email doesn't tell you who to call. All right. Your CRM doesn't tell you who to call um, unless you use it perfectly, perfectly well, which almost nobody does. Um, so, you know, the answer to your question is, there are all manner of proactive communications that we can make. Some are on the phone. You know, one pathway, there's a chapter in here on writing handwritten notes. A handwritten note is as, as forgotten a tool as the telephone is in sales. There was a time, Danya, and you and I might be old enough to remember this time, 
Um, notice I said you and I, not just you. Um, we might be old enough to remember getting on the airplane after a meeting, after a conference, and seeing a bunch of people handwriting notes as you walk down the aisle of the plane because they just got done with their meeting, they just got done with their event, and they're writing notes. Now you get on a plane, when we can do that again, and what you see is people are tapping out emails on their phones on the plane, right? So the handwritten note is another thing, like the phone call, like the follow-up, that will set you apart from the competition. Oh, the brother. whole thing is to communicate systematically with customers in ways that show them that we care. What's up, you wandering slayer of sales? Hey, listen, if you know anything about me, you know that I am a teacher and I believe in sharing experience, right? That's what this whole podcast is about. Well, I've actually taken all of the best stuff from the people I've interviewed on this podcast and other places and all of the people I've coached around the world and my own experience. Listen, two and a half years of bumping my head and doing it wrong finally gave me a formula that helped me to be able to not only go out there and crush my schedule when my office was only a 10 feet commute, <laughs> but also to be more effective than anyone else that's out there. Listen, if you can sell anywhere, you can sell everywhere. And so this is a course for a mastery of those who are without an office or those who are aspiring to be without an office. So go ahead and go over to donnytuttle.com right now. And you're going to see right there in the, uh, in the header there, you're going to see some information about the new Sell Anywhere course. And guess what? You get the first one for free. So go check it out right now, donnytuttle.com. And now back to the show. This is, this is Alex. This is this is what this is how players and pretenders get separated. Or this is this is a way. There's there's multiple ways. There's so many ways you could do this. And if you want to hit the phone a hundred thousand times a day and do your cold calling or whatever version we would call that, now you can. But what you're doing is something. What you're talking about something that actually makes it easier. This game doesn't have to be hard. This is only hard if we make it that way. Um, and when you're talking, um, when you're talking uh, handwritten letters, do you know? Do you know what these are? Yeah, sure. It's a wax uh, stamp. Come yeah. on, man. And uh, just I'm big into fountain pens. I have a whole box of fountain pens here. <laughs> so um, take take me because here's a lot of the people that you'll talk to is like they may know what to say. I'm mean, I'm sorry, they may know who to call, but it's it's yeah. the what to say that yeah. that gets in the way, and a lot of people like. And there are two sins that I, I feel like in the, in the follow-up phone calls, like, hey, you just called a follow-up. And then the next time they're like, just calling a follow-up. Or there's the other one of like, hey, you just calling to a, a touch base, right? <laughs> it's like, those are, the, those are the two. But you give us other things that we could be saying with these, with yeah. these people. Yeah, and all the scripts are in the book here. I love um, it. And, and so we've, we, we've already really touched on it. I mean, it's, it's not, as you said, it's not that hard. So the language is, Donnie, it's Alex. I was thinking about you. How you doing, man? It's been a while since we talked. How are you? How's your family? How are the kids? What are they doing for school in the fall? Right? We're all going through the same things. We could all say this. Yes. How was the hard. summer? How did they do during the summer? Was it sometimes normal? Was it a little bit normal for the kids? What are you doing for work, right? Where are you working from? Uh, are you, is anybody going into the office or is everybody still remote? Uh, and 
Then when you, when you catch up like humans, what you do is you pivot to the business and you say, listen, man, what are you working on these days that I can help you with? I'd like to help you. So where are you at and what do you need? And then you stop talking and you let the person think and you let them answer the question. I, and I think that, I think the cool part about that is, is that even if you had that same, even if you follow that same path or script, it's going to be a different conversation every time. Wouldn't it be? Absolutely. Totally. That, that's different beautiful. every time. And, Love it. and then, you, then you just listen and, and you react and look, the key to the whole thing, which is what you started with is the system is to do it all the time. Not every once in a while when you happen to think about it. So here, so if you do it sometimes when you happen to think about it, it's like a snowflake that falls to the ground and melts. It's fleeting, you know? It doesn't add up to business necessarily because it's just every once in a while when you happen to think about it uh, and, and rare. Um, if you do it in system all the time, so let's say at 8.30 in the morning or whatever your time is, right? Because the, the, your viewers are remote, right? Where the people watching this are, are kind of, uh, we, we move around right? We're, we're selling from anywhere, right? Selling from everywhere. So 8.30 in the morning or nine, you need a time. And then you need to do your proactive communications then. And we, every day. So in five minutes, I can make a lot of those phone calls because uh, most of the time I'm going to be leaving a message. And the voicemail is exactly the same. Donnie, it's Alex. I was thinking about you. I hope you're well. I hope your family's good. I hope you guys are getting through this pandemic okay. I'd love to catch up with you and hear about the kids and talk about how things are going for you. And of course, I'd love to talk about business and see where things are at. Uh, if I can help you in any way, would love to get to that too. And that's it, right? Call me if you have a few minutes. That's a 20 second effort. That's all that is. And so in five minutes, I can make 15 of those, right? If that's all I'm doing. So are you getting us into, the, in, into at least an aspect of the five minute uh, process? Are we, are we digging into that? Because like, I'm very curious, I think everyone would be about how their whole world can change in five minutes a day. Are, are, we, are we peeling into that? Yeah, we're, 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 we're stepping into it. So, um, you know, the subtitle of the book is uh, The Proven and Simple System That Can Double Your Sales Even When You Don't Have Time. So um, this, and I've seen, you know, this is something that uh, thousands of salespeople, clients of mine uh, have done and, and do. It's something that we know works. It's, it's something that's proven. It's something that I don't wonder if it works. I don't hope it works. We know that if you communicate proactively for five minutes a day, your sales can grow dramatically. I've seen people double their personal sales. I've seen people triple their personal sales in this 25 minutes a week. So, and by the way, the book actually has a challenge, a two-week challenge at the beginning. And the two-week challenge is give me five minutes a day for two weeks, right? Which is 10 days of time, which is 50 minutes, five zero. Uh, in 80 hours, right? 80 hours in two weeks, 50 minutes. If you can give me 50 minutes, um, you will see more opportunities opened, more uh, sales progressed towards a close. And of course, you'll see more closes if you can do these things. So do you want to go to the system and the particulars? Yeah. Well, we're, we're talking about it the whole time. two things that are, like, that, are, that, are, that are in my brain. This is one of them. Yeah. So take us into the system, Alex. Like this is uh like even even hearing this challenge and hopefully you guys out there are salivating at this uh alex maybe even dig into a little bit give us a sneak preview of what that two-week challenge might look like because uh you're knocking on reality here most of us it's it's weird that 
even when we're given something that, um, that we believe in, we always default back to some other form of what we've always done. And maybe work feels like picking up the phone or whatever, and we never get around to it. You've taken it and you've created something that, that you've removed barriers from, from positive activity that is helping people to sell better by serving better. So yes, please. All right. Take so here in. you go. So, so this is just sort of like the, the intro of the book. So there's the section that's called quickly planning your communications for the week, right? So on Monday, this is, here's your two week challenge. And frankly, every week afterwards on Monday, I'd like you to write down some names of people who you will call onto the planner. You can download these planners on my website, even if you don't buy the book, right? And then I'd like you to write down very quickly some people that you can follow up with. Uh, because those are the people you're going to reach out to this week. So I'm not saying this should take you an hour. I'm saying we're talking about five to 10 minutes for both planners. Total, total time, five minutes each at the most. Open book, right? It's not a test. Nobody's scoring you. So look at emails, look at text messages, look at quotes, look at proposals, look at, look at accounting software, whatever you need. Okay. Go, go to LinkedIn if you need and write down people to call. It doesn't matter that you write down the perfect people. It only matters that you write down some people, some names that Come you on. can reach out to. Then you have who you're going to talk to. Now there are two trackers as well. There's two planners and two trackers. The first tracker is your quote or proposal tracker where you write down what you have out there. The next tracker, and you can see this section is called, the first section was called quickly planning. This section here is called quickly tracking. Quickly plan, quickly do, quickly track, right? So the action tracker is simply a place to write down what you've done. And so you write down who's the customer, what did you talk about, what did you say, what did they say? What did you say? What did they say? That's it. So I brought up, you know, sales coaching with teams in your case with me. My reaction was I have a team, six people. We're going to schedule a call for that next week and discuss it. Right. And you write that down. And then the last uh, field here is a dollar amount. And I want you to connect a dollar amount to your three second effort. So if you ask me, did you know I can do coaching with your group of salespeople? And I said, no, I didn't. That's interesting. I have six people. You write down what you think that might be worth. So you put down 20 grand or five grand or whatever you think that might be worth, right? Maybe it's 200 grand. You write down what your three second effort might lead to or has opened up for you because I want you to connect that in your head, right? Psychologically. And basically then these trackers filled out, become a gold mine of opportunities to follow up on and to close and it's also uh, interesting, I wrote, I was flipping through the book and I forgot that I wrote this, which happens when you write quickly, like I do. I wrote, it's proof of your success, right? In the tracker. It proves that this works to you because here it is written out. And when you look at these trackers, they will give you the motivation and the energy to continue doing the work that we need to do. So a lot of this is based on the psychology of building new habits. Down yes. Down. Was, was, the fact that people start a lot of new stuff, but don't continue with it very, you know, very often. And yeah, exactly. And I would, I would say that we are always looking for evidence, Alex. And that's the, that's the difficult thing of, of, uh, of, of adapting something new into our lives. If we don't see evidence, we're not going to do it. And like you, you've taken away the barrier. If it's too difficult, we won't do it. That's right. 
If someone says, I'm going to do 50 of these, yep, you're done. Totally. If right? it takes too long, we won't do it. <clears throat> it takes too if long. If it costs too much money, we won't do it. Costs too much money. And if it's not exciting in some way, and you, that's why I love the fact that you put a dollar amount on that. Yeah. Because now I'm like, holy crap, I just spent a minute and that could be a $200,000 deal. That's, that, that makes it much more likely that I'm going to continue uh, that behavior. And I, and I believe that even seeing it somewhere, is, it gives us that evidence because all the time we're saying, hey, you're great. No, you're not. Hey, this is going to be good. No, it's not. There's, there's always those things that undo a new program. And, and it's, the, it's the naysayer. But when you have evidence, it's impossible yep. to That's right. look at. It's Brilliant. written. You know, it is written. It's there. You, you've done it. You've recorded it. It's there. Do it again. I love it. Well, you, you were going into, and that is, that is solid gold. And, um, and I would encourage you guys, go, go grab this. Go take a look. Obviously, if, you, uh, if you're listening to this, you can, you can get a quick view of what Alex was actually holding up sections of the book if you want to see what these things look like. It's, it's not complicated. It's not supposed to be, but it's solid. It's solid. Alex, you were almost, um, you almost went into Vince Lombardi mode a little bit earlier. I don't know if you felt yourself that, you know, that winning is not a sometime thing. It's an all the time thing. It's not what you do once in a while. It's what you do right all the time. Winning is a habit. And so take us into, you, you, you gave us a way to, uh, to really bring in a new habit uh, that is high value into our lives. Take us into this place of consistency. So I don't know if you can remember um, maybe a time where your office changed or it moved, but a lot of us are finding ourselves in that place right now. Yeah. Uh, some of us uh, involuntarily, some of yeah. us voluntarily. When, when, yeah. when, I, when we would do our, our travels and we were moving around every couple of months and I would always find myself in a different, I, I tried the coffee shop thing, um, you know, different home offices, all of those different things. It, it negatively impacted my consistency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how, how can, like, Alex, how can, how can we grab consistency and make it up, like, just own it, make, make, make time our slave, like, create process that sticks? So I, I think that uh, you're right in that that's the key, right? So here's, here's some more Vince Lombardi for you. When we do it sometimes, it's a snowflake that falls to the ground and melts, right? It's fleeting. It comes and goes. It passes. When we do it consistently, over time, in system, it's a freaking blizzard, right? It's a storm of proactive activity that generates money for you and value for the customer. So the key is lots of snowflakes all the time, right? And they add up, they start to build, they start to snowball, they start to blizzard around you. And so, you know, I I always like the simplest solution. So here's the solution. The solution is same time every day, right? Thank you. First thing in the morning, Um, not 2 p.m. because you're going to be busy. You're going to be reacting by 2 p.m. By 2 p.m., you've got a thousand calls to return and problems to solve, right? Uh, By the time they've called in with it, Uh, It's already probably a complex enough problem that the customer couldn't figure it out themselves. They couldn't get help from anybody else. So it's landed on your desk, right? It's come to you. So it's a complex problem you've probably got to deal with and a pile of them. So first thing in the morning, five minutes a day, 
10 minutes if you like, five minutes is enough. And even where you are, which I understand may not be home, where you are at that moment, do it in the same place at that place, right? So it's a room or it's a bedroom, or maybe it's a little, it's a little, um, uh, I don't know, high top table on your houseboat. I don't know, wherever you are, right? Um, but the same place, a quiet place ideally. Um, a place with a door that closes so that the kids don't come running in. And there, do you know uh, about the Pomodoro timer? Oh, yeah. Um, I have a, a version sitting over here. Good. Absolutely. I, that's what we do. Good. So, uh, I mean, do, do you want to tell what the Pomodoro timer is for the computer? Yeah. I mean, um, so for, to me, this is the most effective way to do any activity, uh, busy work included, by the way, where you, um, you give yourself a given amount of time that you will work and you are going blazing fast. You're giving 100% effort. It's, uh, it's uh, butt cheeks and elbows, as one of my track friends would say. And you're going fast, but you have a finish line, which means that when the Pomodoro timer rings, uh, you take a break. You stop. That's right. You stand up and you go away. You go for a walk. And you can time the breaks too, right, if it's on the computer. So I've got one on my, on my Mac here. Uh, and I even think it was a free download, amazingly. And I actually wrote this book with that timer because I had open days right towards the end. I left myself a couple of weeks open. I'm doing and, the same thing right now. Yes. And when you have wide open days, it's really hard to start doing big work. Right. Yes. yes. And so the timer, you know, cause the, the work is God, I got to write a book, you know, God, I have to call 10 people, right? I have to make 10 calls. Well, no, all you have to do is, is make calls for five minutes. And the, the little timer is up in the corner of my screen. And as long as the clock is running, I'm making calls, right? If I get on a call, I'm going to have that call. And then when the timer goes to zero, obviously, I'm not going to hang up the phone mid-sentence. I'm going to finish my call. I'm going to put down the phone. And then my break timer starts, which is however many minutes I set yes. it for. I get up and I go walk around. I go have a snack, right? Or I go get a drink of water, whatever. Go talk what, is to it, what is this doing to us when we're, when we're following this, Alex? Uh, it takes something that's uh, perceived uh, as big and chunks it up, it forces us to chunk it up. Uh, somebody told me the other day, uh, I don't like selling. And he's a salesman. And I said, welcome to the club, right? Nobody really likes selling. Even those of us who are excellent at it love the process of selling. And he said then, but even I can do five minutes, right? He goes, it's relaxing to me that it's only five minutes, right? Because we have all this fear and all this discomfort and all of this stress and if we chunk it into five minutes, who can't do five minutes? Come on. Anybody can do five minutes. There, I, wanna, I don't know if you address this in the book, um, Alex, or not, but I, I, there's, there's, there's another byproduct of this. And, and I'm sure you've seen this. If you want to find the tiredest person in the world, the most exhausted person, it's the person, it's not the person who's working too much. It's the person who know, knew what to do and they didn't do it. Hmm. And... By what, when we minimize and we, and we create a small space for this, we're allowing someone to feel a sense of victory yes. instead of a sense of what they didn't do. And, when, and, and the question isn't, did you, did you dial all day long or did you do yeah. like this giant thing? It's just like, right. man, we, you just created a space and now you, it, it gives a, a, a space where guilt, right? And we know this, I, I've 
felt that for a large part of my career. We know that space of where, where, what the guilt does and how it yeah. drives down energy and even, even efficacy of like you show up in a deal now and because you feel bad about all the things you didn't do. You know, it's like, it's a bad spiral, but you've effectively taken that away because That's you've right. reduced it to five minutes. So the chapter here is called uh, The Winds Will Come Quickly. Yep, love and it. And when we just take five minutes a day and ask some did you know questions, right, which take three seconds, uh, and ask some reverse did you know questions, which is what else do you need that I can help you with, um, it doesn't take many of those before a new opportunity opens up, right? It doesn't take many of those to progress an opportunity, right? It doesn't take many... Uh, pivots to the sale, which is when would you like to get started, right? I'd like to help you. When, when will you be ready? Uh, when can I expect the PO? Uh, and the winds come quick and the winds motivate us. The winds, as you said, give us success, which is the opposite of what we get when we avoid the communications, when we mm. push them off, when we procrastinate the communications. And uh, by the way, perfection is, is only a half step away from, from procrastination. Right? Oh, yeah. That's um, so, so do not wait until you're perfectly ready to start communicating with your customers. Just start communicating with your customers. You will never feel like you're perfectly ready all the way. You'll never feel that way, you know? Um, so, yes, the, the win, even just having a positive conversation with another human and having a warm interaction about families Crazy is going to make you feel good enough, better enough to make another call. Come on, come on. Guys, this is a momentum game. <laughs> this is, sales is a momentum game. Sales is a momentum game. Let me, um, let me ask you this, in those calls, where does Alex put in the, um, the ask for connections? Because, because in the midst of that conversation that you were going through, it just feels like a perfect uh, inroad to, it's like, you know, Hey, you know, we could, you know, did you know we could do these things? Oh, well, um, well, I'll keep that in mind or no, let's talk. Um, the question becomes also in my mind, especially if there's success or something we've done to help you. It's like, cool. Who else, who else do you know that I should be talking to? Great word. Great, great phrase. Uh, th there is a chapter on asking for referrals, right? That's, that's my language for it. Um, and I mean, the way you said it is almost exactly how I would say it. And my phrase is Donnie, who do you know like yourself? Uh, who I can help the way that I help you. And then literally I would just look at you in silence like that, like we just mm -hmm. did. I'm glad you didn't talk uh, because too many referrals are lost to nervous chatter into the silence. And further, too many sales are lost to nervous chatter when we ask for the business and the customer's thinking. See, if that was a real scenario, I would have been planning my referral question to you for a week, right? I got, oh, I got to ask Donnie for a referral. He's going to know people that, that I can help, right? Just so I ask you the question. Weird and sound weird, yeah. When, right? When... And I asked you, but you haven't been thinking about my referrals for a week like I have been thinking of asking you. And so you need a, 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 some time to think, right? I've asked you a question you weren't thinking about, and now you need to think for a second before you give me a name. And when we nervous chatter our way, into that moment that you're thinking, we literally talk ourselves out of a referral. So who do you know, like yourself, who I can help the way that I help you? Because I would like to do that. And then I'm gonna zip it, and I'm gonna count to 100 in my head if I have to. I'm gonna sing a song, a whole song, I don't care. Quietly, not out loud, in my head. Because then they'll think you're crazy and they won't give you a referral. <laughs> uh, and 
And I'm going to let you answer the question. You know, there's a chapter I have in here. Chapter 16 says, listen, don't talk. And it's all about what we're talking about now. It's about how to be quiet so that the customer can think and answer your questions. Mm. And get out of the way. Right. And then there's another kind of silence, which you're also very good at. I noticed, Donnie. So the one kind of silence is ask a question like that referral question and then shut up and let the customer answer the question. The other kind of silence is in conversation silence, right? Intra-conversational silence. So when I get to the end of my sentence, you're very good at not jumping in right away. So I take a breath. You don't fire the next question at me right away. You pause to see if I have anything else to say. And in that pause, we give the customer an opportunity to say things into the silence that we don't even know to ask about, right? You asked me a referral question. I went into the silence topic on my own. You didn't ask me about silence, but it's a really important topic. The only reason I was able to go into it was because you gave me the oxygen, the space to do that. If you had fired another question at me, like some podcast interviewers do, uh, I wouldn't have had a chance to talk about it. I just would have answered your question. <laughs> That's what we do here. We are all about getting from Alex the things that no one else Demonstrate gets. the examples. We've got an image of your book, um, you know, and we know what it's like to experience positive silence. Well, man, we're, we're going um, to wrap up here. There's, I only really have two questions. I have actually lots, but one that's burning in my brain is, man, which song is Alex singing to himself whenever people are giving him those long moments of silence. So that's the first one. Uh, I should actually say, which Britney Spears song is Alex singing to himself? <laughs> and, and, the, and the other one is, man, is um, how, talk to me about, and, and, and if, you're, if you're in alignment here, I know, I know that I think we have um, maybe, maybe differing terminology, but I view sales as an act of love, not an act of war. You know, uh, something, and I, and I think it depends on the personality of the person that, that's going in. But for years, Alex, I would come home and my face is like this because I'm like, hey, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm doing, doing whatever it is I had to do to go and, and sell. And actually, I had to morph myself into being this other human being uh, to do it. And, and then as a result, I came home and uh, it was hard to take off that mask, put down the shield and the sword and all of those things. But, um, do you, do you see sale? Do you see it that way? How do you see it? So like I said, you know, like, again, I see things as sales, make it an act of love, not an act of war. But if, if you were to, if you were to sum up what we're trying to do, like what, yeah. would, what would you give me your philosophy? It's a great question. Um, I, to me, it's just simply helping people. I'm just trying to help, you know, that's all I'm doing. And I, and I know if we're talking, I can help you in tremendous ways. I can literally make your life easier by making you and your family more money. You know, mm -hmm. not only that, I can help all of your customers because I can get your help and value to them um, and, and make their lives better. So that's how I believe it. I'm just helping people. Love it. Um, I had a business mentor uh, a long time ago and he said, uh, what we're doing is a dance, not a duel. A dance, not Ooh. a duel, which, which, is, which I thought of when you were making yes. your face. You know, we're not, we're not fighting. You know, we're not in a gunfight here. We're not in a battle. We're, we're dancing. You know, you move, I move. I move with you. I help lead you in the right direction. You lead me where you want me to go. Um, so a dance, not a duel. And I'll, and I'll end my answer with a quick story. I was talking to uh, somebody 
that I've been trying to sell to for like two years. You know, in another piece of the book, there's a chapter, there's a big piece on perseverance here and I'm not giving up, but I've been trying to make the sale for two years. And I was talking to a new person that they connected me with there at this large, it's a large insurance company. Uh, and so we talked for a whole hour and he goes, Alex, if you could see, and he didn't give me a yes, but he said, we, we set a time to continue the conversation. So I made a little progress, right? He's, he's interested. Um, he said, if you could see the smile on my face when you were, you know, doing your sales techniques and asking me questions and putting me to answers is the way he said it. And I was like, huh, was I doing that? And I told him, I'm like, I was just trying to help. You know, I don't even think of it that way. It's like, I was just trying to find ways that I could help you. That's all. Like, I don't even think of it that way. So, you know, I think when it becomes second nature, I didn't even know what I was doing. The, the, these techniques that he was talking about. I was just looking for ways I could help him. And also then I did add, I'm like, when, when do you want to talk again? You know, just because I, I need to know when he wants to talk again. Right. Not because I'm trying to close him or because right. I'm being annoying. Right. If I don't know when he wants to talk, I don't know when to call him. Right. You know, like that's how hard this is for me. Um, so, so that's all I was doing. And, you know, to him, it was all this like polished sales technique. But to me, I was just, you know, talking to somebody. I was just trying to help. And that's it. I, uh. uh like just help people and literally most things take care of themselves after that. Come on, man. And, and I, and I feel like that, like when, when you're coming from that space, doesn't that eliminate some of the need to memorize certain scripts or is like, because it's, it's really just coming from the heart Yeah. and it's, and it's moving like, Hey, here's where I think the relationship is. Is this what makes sense? It's just, it's just common sense to where things are at rather than someone memorizing some robotic, um, message and uh, furthermore I, I feel like that once any of us feel like that someone is opposing us it's like the threat flag goes up like they're like a, a chased animal is going to act like a chased animal and um if we can enter in as not a hunter but as a helper yeah it just it just if we don't have to wrestle people to a close right and That's we're right. not going to wrestle people to a close who don't belong with us it's just it just makes everything better what 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 you're talking about. So I'm going to give you a chance. There's two things I'm asking you. And I want you to tell us where we can find you, where we can find five minutes selling and all of those things. And then I want, just give us, just give us one little Vince Lombardi shot in the arm on the way out. We're talking to people that have been thrown into a circumstance that maybe things have, uh, have backed away from the process. Or maybe we have bought into some of the lies of the economy or some of the things that are out there that would slow us down and stop us from making our day a masterpiece. So tell us where we can find you and give, yeah. us, give us a little shot in the arm on the way out, Alex. All right, All right. so in that order, right? We, where you can find can me However first. you want to. All right, um, because I'm just thinking about the, the shot on the arm now, so let me go with that first, okay? Hit it. Um, I think the key to selling more, of course, is the behavior of communicating, which is what we've been talking about. But before that comes the mindset. Because we can't outsell our, our thinking, right? We can only sell uh, to what we believe. So if we believe that we're bothering the customer and annoying them and, you know, stepping on their toes and taking their time, how, how, how will we behave? We'll, we'll behave meekly, you know, fearfully. We'll be timid uh, and, and, and we'll, we'll be tiptoeing. If we believe we have tremendous value to the customer and that uh, they need us and that we can help them, uh, then we will behave accordingly. 
which means we will be confident, we'll be positive, we'll be optimistic, and we'll be bold. And they don't have many people like that in their lives. You know, we're kind of going to be the only ones in our customers' lives that are like that. So my shot in the arm is uh, one sentence. Um, understand your great value to your customers, comma, and behave accordingly. Yes. Behave accordingly. Behave as though you're incredibly valuable. And then behaving accordingly means be present. Reach out to them. Tell them you're interested. Tell them you care. See, I'm not suggesting that we need to care more. I think our viewers, our listeners, I think they care more than enough. What I am suggesting is that we need to communicate that care a little bit more. Because if we care in silence, nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's a tree falling in the forest. We care. It's silent. Customer doesn't know. We care and we show up and we tell them we're interested in helping them. Now we're the only ones in their lives doing it. And literally you will be one of the only ones in their lives doing it. And they're going to thank you with their money. That their is trust, so powerful, man. Where, that is awesome. Where, where, like, and man, I've been writing notes down this whole time and being able to behave as though you're incredibly valuable and um, just that idea of if, you, if you're carrying in silence, nobody knows. That's such good stuff, Alex Goldfain. Where can we find you, man? So uh, my website is goldfain.com is my last name, Goldfain, G-O-L-D-F-A-Y-N, as you spelled at the beginning. Thank you. Um, the book is anywhere books are sold. Uh, so it's published by Wiley and you can buy it on Amazon now as this airs. Uh, you can buy it at Barnes & Noble. You can go to your neighborhood bookstore and probably track it down there too. Um, so get the book, uh, you know, it's, it's $25 cover price. You can probably buy it for 20. Uh, and, uh, I think it'll help you sell millions of dollars worth, right? If, if that fits into what you're doing. Uh, I think that if, if we just demonstrate to people that we care and that we're interested in helping them, which this is a system for doing systematically in five minutes a day, then I think there's literally no choice but for your sales to grow, no matter where you sell from. Alex Goldfain, thanks for showing up today, my brother, and bringing the heat. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Donnie. I really appreciate it. I'm grateful to be on with you and your audience. Thank you very, very much. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sell Anywhere podcast, where we believe if you can sell anywhere, you can sell everywhere, and your talent is not limited to your zip code. Listen, this is not a one-way street. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you uh, on your ratings. Write me on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you listen to us on. That helps me immensely. Do that now. But also reach out. Find us on sellanywhere.com and you can interact with us there on LinkedIn, on so many different places. I want to hear from you. What are your struggles? Who do you want on the show? What are things that you feel like I could help you to solve? I love you so much that I'm doing whatever I can to give value so that I can spend the rest of my life with you. So let me know what I could be doing to help you in your journey.